to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. First came Valentine's Day, and now comes another preeminent day when we reach into our hearts and express our love for someone dear to us. It's Mother's Day. Love is always a choice. It's not automatic. It may seem like it. Like if you're a mother, you're automatically filled with love. But it's not so. It's a choice. Christopher DeVink, in his book, The Power of the Powerless, tells a simple story to underscore this. And this is what he wrote. One spring afternoon, my five-year-old son David and I were planting raspberry bushes along the side of the garage. A neighbor joined us for a few moments. David pointed to the ground. Look, Daddy, what's that? I stopped talking with my neighbor and looked down. Why, that's a beetle, I said. David was impressed and pleased with the discovery of this fancy, colorful creature. My neighbor, though, suddenly lifted his foot and stepped on the insect, giving his shoe an extra twist in the dirt. Dad ought to do it, he laughed. David looked up at me, waiting for an explanation, a reason. That night, just before I turned off the light in his bedroom, David whispered, I liked that beetle, Daddy. I did too, I whispered back. Devin concludes his story by saying, We each have the power to choose. And I think I could expand that and say the power to bless or to curse, the power to care or be indifferent, We have the power to choose whether to love or to hate. Yeah, we have the power to choose. To choose how we will respond to every living creature that crosses our path, whether it be beetles or dirt daubers or children, spouses, neighbors, people far across the ocean or as near as the finish line of a race. We have the power to love one another by word, by heart, by deed, or not. Now, on this Sunday morning, which is, after all, better known as Mother's Day, we choose to honor the mothers in our lives 
It is true that not all of Earth's mothers have been deeply loving people. Some have sadly failed in this blessed calling for one reason or another, or perhaps no reason at all, just indifference. But on this day, we gratefully honor those who embodied the best of motherhood in our lives, those who chose to do their best to love us and to guide us surely down the path of life. Two weeks ago in this church, we heard the words of Jesus telling his disciples, You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This morning we heard that word again in the beautiful prayer spoken by Jesus where he said, Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. And so the source of real and perfect love is, is not a giddy feeling within. The source is God himself. But the whole point is that God wants this love to be experienced and shared, to pass it on, to reach out and touch. Now this is a pretty important point. We learn how to love from being loved from seeing love in action. It's as simple and as profound as that. And today, we honor mothers because in almost all cases, and unfortunately there are relatively rare exceptions, her love is the first ones, the first to touch us and is the first concrete lesson we have about love. So to this extent, Mother's Day is a celebration of all those, whether parents or not, whether our parents or not, who nourish and cherish others and teach them the meaning of love. Now, it is true that we don't call everyone mom or mommy. Sometimes it's grandma or mima or oma or other names that mean grandmother. Sometimes it's not someone, it's, it is someone who is not related to us at all. Someone like a neighbor or a teacher. And all of us have had or do have teachers. The predominant gender of those teachers is female, although the, there are wonderful male teachers, but but sometimes those teachers do more than simply transmit knowledge. Sometimes they care. Sometimes they reach out and touch our, not just our minds, but our hearts. And those are the lessons that last. I can probably recite the Pythagorean theorem. I'm not sure how I use that anymore. But I do remember and cherish the incidents when teachers have acted kindly to me. So, there are others. But, 
The reason we honor them and bless them is that they loved us. I ran across this story by a woman who was remembering her mother, and I'd like to share it because I think we can relate to it if we've, because we've had someone named Mom. She wrote, A few years ago when my mother was visiting, she asked me to go shopping with her because she needed a new dress. I don't normally like to go shopping with other people, and I'm not a patient person, but we set off for the mall together nonetheless. We visited nearly every store that carried ladies' dresses, and my mother tried on dress after dress, rejecting them all. As the day wore on, I grew weary, and my mother grew frustrated. Finally, at our last stop, my mother tried on a lovely blue three-piece dress. The blouse had a bow at the neckline, and as I stood in the dressing room with her, I watched as she tried with much difficulty to tie that bow. Her hands were so badly crippled from arthritis that she simply couldn't do it. Suddenly, as I watched her fumbling with her arthritic hands, it hit me. In a moment, my impatience gave way to an overwhelming wave of compassion for this woman, my mother. I went over to tie the bow for her. The dress was beautiful, and she bought it. Our shopping trip was over, but the event was etched indelibly in my memory. For the rest of the day, my mind kept returning to that moment in the dressing room and to the vision of my mother's hands trying to tie that bow. They are old and stiff now, but I couldn't get it out of my mind that these were the loving hands that had fed me, bathed me, dressed me, tied my shoelaces and bows, caressed and comforted me, and most of all, had prayed for me. Later that evening, I went to my mother's room, took her hands in mine, kissed them, and, much to her surprise, told her that to me they were the most beautiful hands in the whole wide world. It is so good that we have times, designated times, if they may be, to think about our own loving mothers and to reflect upon the ordinary times with them that have turned into cherished treasures beyond measure. Time is fleeting, and many of our mothers are no longer with us today. And as the torch is passed, so to speak, many of you have become mothers through the course of your own lives. For others of you, that time of goodness lies in your future. But in all cases, the love that defines you is a wise and compassionate gift of God. God knew what he was doing. Maybe Adam didn't quite grasp it at the time. But as events unfolded, he knew that that gift of his wife was something beyond compare. Women. And as generations followed them, there were others that knew what it was to have a mother. Actually, Adam and Eve were the only ones that didn't, if you think about it. One of the best newspaper cartoons of all time, I think, is Calvin and Hobbes. One day, Calvin and his stuffed tiger Hobbes come marching into the living room in the morning. 
His mother is seated there in her favorite chair. She's sipping her morning coffee, reading the newspaper, and she looks up at young Calvin. She is amused and amazed at how he is dressed. You see, Calvin's head is encased in a large space helmet. A cape is draped around his neck, across his shoulders, down his back, and is dragging on the floor. One hand is holding a flashlight, and the other, a baseball bat. What's up today? asks his mom. Nothing so far, answers Calvin. So far, she questions. Well, you never know, says Calvin. Something could happen today. Then Calvin marches off with these parting words. And if anything does, by golly, I'm going to be ready for it. Calvin's mom looks out at the reading audience and says, I really need a suit like that. Yeah. Moms put up with a lot. They always have. They probably always will. But what makes it all worthwhile is love. But thinking about Calvin's mom, that's probably the way many of us feel as we see the the news every day and deal with the realities of life. But with the loving nurture and gentle lessons given by our doting, loving, devoted mothers and with the faith of our loving, devoted God, flashlight and baseball bat or not, we will be ready for whatever happens. You see, we've been prepared. And on this special day, we remember with gratitude to God the extraordinary women that we've been privileged to call Mom. We love you, Mom. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.